All right, and we are live. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Wedding Dish, which is brought to you over Full Service Radio. We are normally podcasting from the line DC in Adams Morgan, but uh, we're podcasting remotely, and you can actually catch the video on our Patreon if you are so inclined at this point. The Wedding Dish is the podcast where we chat with married or engaged couples, wedding professionals, and sometimes we read listeners' stories or answer questions on our mini episodes. You will hear tips and tricks from the wedding planning process to the celebration to heartwarming moments to pretty much everything you can possibly imagine that is wedding related and or building a business. That's Sarah Alpin. She's the host of The Wedding Dish and the CEO of District Bliss and Photos from the Harvey. And that is Taylor Griffin, who is uh, today's guest host on The Wedding Dish and the CEO of Lemon Tree Editorial and also a member and sponsor of District Bliss. Um, unfortunately, we do not have my Frenchie friend. Do we have, uh, well, I'll ask in a second if we have our guest little dog. Um, Taylor, do we have Oliver hanging out? Yeah, Oliver is sleeping under my under my feet, under the table. I was going to ask where was Clouseau because normally he's snorting away in the background. <laughs> I know, I know. He's super tired today for some reason. He's, <laughs> um, he also, this is his podcasting chair back here, but uh, today he's downstairs, unfortunately. Um, before we get started, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you definitely need to check it out. We took a virtual honeymoon with Boundless Travels CEO, Cecile. Um, she is a travel and honeymoon advisor and she's delightful. So um, you should definitely check it out if you're thinking about planning your honeymoon or even just a trip. It was a lot of great info. Thanks again, everybody for listening. And we're so excited to introduce our guests. Yeah, so let's dish. Today we are talking with Kylie and Omar. Kylie has actually been a friend of mine for I think a little over a year now, but who knows because it's like March 297th or something. Um, and she, we actually met through our coaching program, uh, which is Creative Successful Entrepreneurs. Um, she's just one of the sweetest. And that's actually how I met Omar too, because he came on retreat with you. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having us. We're happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for, uh, I don't know, I don't want to like repeat what she says and just sound <laughs> redundant, but yeah, thank you for having us. This is also our relationship. Like I talk for him and then I <sighs> him to also talk for himself and then he's like, well, you said everything, so. I'm just like a figurehead for our relationship. She's the PR and I'm just like the mascot. Like that the Beyonce talk, and yeah. the Jay-Z, like who was really behind who's <laughs> <laughs> and with the perfect hair. So there you oh go. Oh my God. <laughs> Which one? Him? You see the salt and pepper yeah. going on here? All of the above. Oh, All oh, the these above. golden locks? <laughs> Thank you so much. Where do y'all live? Normally, in Los Angeles. West okay. Got it. Okay, cool. See, so we're. Uh, our entire podcast crew today is all across the country because we've got East Coast, we've got Middle of the Country, and we've got West Coast. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Representing Los Angeles over here. Which is super exciting because I don't get to see you nearly enough. No, we don't. And whenever I do see you, it's 
usually like late at night your time we're on a coaching call and you're like eating dinner slash getting ready for bed or something (laughs) it's like 9 p.m and I'm like shouldn't she be like passing out by now yeah um so funny little aside about that before we get into the podcast um so one of the one of the other people in our coaching call called me Brad Pitt the other day because he's eating in all of the Oceans movies in every single scene that he's in. <laughs> You're eating dinner. And I am constantly eating on our coaching calls. <laughs> There's worse things to be known for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm cool with being called Brad Pitt. That is a good comparison. It's a nice compliment. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Nobody hates Brad Pitt. That's true. It's hard to imagine hating Brad Pitt. Honestly, listeners, sound off. If you hate Brad Pitt, we need to know why. Yeah. Let us know (laughs) at the Wedding Dish Podcast on Instagram. We want to hear why you hate Brad Pitt's guts. What's your beef with Brad? (laughs) Isn't it funny to call a celebrity by their first name, Brad? Yes. George? George Clooney is George. <laughs> but do you go by that is the real question. Like, does George go by George or does he go by something else? Like, I call Barack Obama Barry and it confuses the heck out of people. But I think he actually goes by Barry sometimes. Like, people Barry. call him Barry Obama. Is there a nickname for the name George? I don't think so. It's G-O, not like Bill with William. G- Geo. Some people do that not very common, but... Georgie? What if he goes by Georgie? Georgie. Georgie oh Clooney? my gosh. That's what... That's so what's cute. What's her name? Milan? That's what his wife calls him. Yeah. Georgie. <laughs> I mean, give me back while I fight for human That is a couple I would love to interview about their oh, wedding yeah. and just their marriage yeah. in general. How she's, like, giving the world and he's just making this rough. So commercials and tequila now. and all the other sorry we're your backup <laughs> yes george wasn't available <laughs> george and kamal not available but instead we have kylie and omar close second <laughs> look at the Wait, two what is his wife's name kamal oh i kamal called her kamal. that's not her name let me google it real quick just in case but i'm 99 sure it's yeah no, i think you're right Oh, it's Amal, not Kamal. A-M-A-L, not, I added a K in the front, not really sure why, but it's Amal Clooney. Amal. What a, what a winner. I mean, also, I, I win by marrying you, but I feel like if anybody else wins at marriage, it's like whoever marries George Clooney. He's like a stone cold fox and he's, seems really nice. But also, I'm glad I married you. If you have beef with George Clooney, let us know. (laughs) We also want to know why you hate Georgie. Yeah. Georgie Clooney. Georgio. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Well, let's dish about your wedding since this is the wedding dish. Um, First, I want to know how you two met because I don't know. Wanna... I'll let Kylie tell okay. the story. Because every like... time I try, she always tells me, do you want to tell the story? And then I start telling it. And then she interrupts me two sentences <laughs> in to be like, no, 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 no. Here's 
30 minutes of backstory. I'm going to ask you, Omar, at the end of this, I'm going to ask you if she messed any of it up or if you have a, a different <laughs> opinion about any piece of it. Because there's well, always my, a business of hers, or hers and hers, but, you know. It's, it's pretty similar. It's just that my version, like, there's so much backstory from her side that I, had, I was not privy to. So my version is just, like, every fifth sentence of her version. It's just more condensed. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, now the suspense has been built, so I yeah. need to she I need paints a story. All right. Let me be Picasso for you here. So it's January 2012. I'm 23 years old, and I've only been living in Los Angeles four months. The first four months of my life in Los Angeles were the shit because I told. Oh, it's 2012. 20 wait 2013. 2013. What did I say? You said 2012. Oh shit. Oops. We met in 2013. Okay, so I'd only been living in LA four months. It was, I had gotten a good job working in TV. And I, when I moved to LA, I told myself, you could spend the first six months making friends and having a good time. And then you need to get focused on your career, which is like such a comical thing to say in hindsight. Like, oh, you can only have friends for six months and then you have to work the rest of your life. <laughs> I think that's probably how most 23-year-old brains work. So <laughs> I was living the time of my life i had joined a kickball team and i was in it for the bar trips after the kickball games i'm not really an athlete and yeah. we um a girlfriend from kickball had free tickets to a comedy show and uh neither of you live in los angeles but the thing about la is uh we love to flake on plans and we love oh, to do yeah. it very last minute we also love when it rains because it gives us all permission slip to flake on plans. So um, just got back from traveling for the holidays, was so exhausted and didn't want to go to this comedy show. But then um, at the last minute before I flaked, because it was raining that night, uh, I decided to Google who was on the lineup. And this was um, in Hollywood, at the Hollywood Improv, which is a really famous venue. So I was like, oh, maybe there's actually some legitimate comedians on the lineup. I saw Omar's headshot. Not legitimate. <laughs> Very legitimate. And so I text my girlfriends, I'm in, and I call dibs on the sexy Maxi if he's funny. There was a clause if he's funny. <laughs> so um, I, like I said, I had just. Spoiler alert, I was funny. No, that's, the, that's my line, and I say at the end. Spoiler alert, indeed. <laughs> But basically how it came down to me introducing myself was um, I, my job before I moved to LA was I was the spokesperson and driver of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile that year before. And so I had one last Wienermobile business card in my wallet. And so while we were watching him perform, I thought he was very funny. And then when his set ended, I like had eagle eyes on him across the club. Cause I was like, he better not leave. He better not leave. And he did not So as soon as the show ended, I grabbed my card. I scribbled my cell phone number on it. I ran to the back of the club. I said, hello, my name is Kylie. So nice to meet you. You were very funny. Uh, he had made a joke about 2012 being a shitty year and it was January of 2013. So I was like, I literally fed him a line. I was like, let's make 2013 a good year. Oh, smooth. And then I <clears throat> peaced out. And then he stood there like this. <laughs> Jaw dropped for those <clears throat> listeners. Jaw so my version of the story was I went to do a comedy show and then this cute girl came up to me afterwards and gave me her card. 
Wienermobile oh, Wiener card. Yeah, her Wienermobile card, yeah. So yeah. the Wiener girl came up to you and right, right, right. said she was doctor. interested. Well, on her business card, her position, as it says on the card, was hot dogger. So oh. I believe that was like the first thing I texted her was hot dogger? Question said mark? Wienermobile oh, I said question Wienermobile mark. question mark. And he mark. spelled it wrong, which is a big pet peeve of mine. Mm. It was auto Switch the I and the E. Yeah. I before E as in Wienermobile. <laughs> so Kylie, were there any jokes in the set that you were like, oh man, this guy's really funny. I gotta talk to him. Like any standout jokes? No, honestly, here's the thing. I think I wanted him to be funny so hard that I was just like <laughs> sitting in the audience <laughs> laughing like a maniac. And like not, I remember he was like riffing with the crowd and talking about money. And he was trying to get the audience to like cheer. And I was like, woo! And so poor is that when you're on stage, you like feed into whoever's giving you the most energy. So I think he turned back to our table and was like, right, ladies? And I remember he looked at me and I was like, he noticed me. He noticed me. Oh my God. But I don't actually remember any specific joke that landed with me. I don't remember so what jokes I did either. But yeah, he was I'm, like I'm sure they now. killed every single one of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Omar, could you hear her? Like, <clears throat> yeah. In retrospect. Yeah, yeah. Well, afterward, I was like, "Oh, the girl that like, I think I did try to like talk to you specifically. Like, I think I asked her a question or something." Um, I'm a woo girl in an audience. Yeah, you asked me, me too. Like, woo! I re yeah. I do remember the table and like stage. You were like stage right, off to the mm -hmm. right, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she like wooed and I think I tried to ask something but I don't know I don't remember if she responded or not but I like just moved on I don't think I was sure expecting I a response and I just like moved on um but I do remember her uh wooing but little did you know it was a comedy set that changed your life that's true it was a life-changing comedy set most of them are but this one especially honestly the improv should be our next wedding venue and they should comp it for us <laughs> they should because yeah. they we're the beginning of our love story, and they should feel bad for us. Yeah. I'll send them this podcast. Nava Hodges yeah. wedding, two drink minimum. <laughs> I mean. <Yeah. laughs> there you go. You'll Fried have to. For dinner. Yeah. We'll tag them in every time Great. that we post this on Instagram, and then they'll be like, oh, my God, this must be the most popular podcast ever. We're totally yeah. comping that wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Who's Joe Rogan? Let's, let's have this <laughs> podcast host a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to fly Taylor and me in to host your wedding. Great. I'm sure they'll sure. approve of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so the next question I was going to ask was what the first thing you noticed about your partner was, but I think we already got from the non-sexy Mexi of you. So sexy Mexi, what was the first thing you noticed about Kylie? <laughs> Um, I mean, that's a very bold thing to do to just uh, approach someone. And I mean, even for a guy, I'm like fairly timid. So like just going up to someone and giving them a line and handing the business card, it was just like a move out of a movie, you know, like she just like. <laughs> it's a Hollywood romance yeah, in exactly. Hollywood. I remember I like, I like told so many people about that. I was like, yeah, this girl, she like did a callback to one of my jokes and it was like, like a good like funny like <laughs> reference and just handing me a card it was it's crazy my ego is so inflated right now yeah 
That is the one thing as a 2020 grad myself, I will say that weddings in general just make you feel awesome about yourself. They make you yeah. feel like I could totally go out and like find another person to marry me because everybody tells me I'm so great like that. That's hilarious. <laughs> It is definitely being, uh, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> Monetize it. That's actually the way to go about this. Right? Oh, right? As, as four business owners on this call, um, that's how you monetize. Yeah. That's another episode. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to do a follow-up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so tell me, uh, Kylie, what is your favorite thing about Omar? Um, you know, Omar is the most incredible listener. Uh, he's incredibly um, selfless and thoughtful. And he's very intuitive. Um, and his high cheekbones were like the thing that stood out to me when I first met him. And his beautiful mm -hmm. smile. <laughs> And Omar, what's your favorite thing about Kylie? Um, it's, I, we jokingly call it her razzle-dazzle, but it's her ability to enter a room and win everyone over and just like become instant friends with anyone she talks to. Um, she just knows how to win people over as evidenced by the fact that she won me over. It's my cult leader charm. Yeah, she'll be the cult leader. <laughs> She can get me to drink any glass of Kool-Aid, honestly. It was Flavor-Aid. Sorry to burst your bubble. He <laughs> <laughs> just forced him to drink water. He didn't even know what he was drinking. He just drank it. Just drank it. Yeah. So at this point, I know Sarah is going to ask you about the proposal. I want to hear about the proposal. But I'm going to make a guess that Kylie is the one who proposed to Omar based on how this story is going already. So huh? I need to know, did that actually happen? Interesting. No. Yes, it did. What are you talking about? Well, she... She, she wouldn't accept it. Yeah, I, I guess I, she proposed a couple times and I said no. But <laughs> wow. Because it wasn't like I, I like did a romantic gesture. It was kind of like a, there was stuff happening in life and I was like we should why don't we just get married one of them was uh there's this promotion from like <laughs> Dove or, I don't know, some like branded promotion she's like what if we just got married we get like a ten thousand dollars and I was like the wedding would have been paid for okay I also yeah. went on a game show to try and get the wedding paid for it didn't work but either way I'm scheming yeah um, sorry for just breaking everyone's ears with that laugh <laughs> <laughs> that just really surprised me. <laughs> I mean, the real proposal ended up coming from him, but yeah. I was the proposal that was accepted. Yeah, I was, was suggesting marriage. Yeah, well before he she proposed. she <laughs> reserved the name Kylie Nava on Instagram. I think years ago, years before I proposed. Uh, so. Yeah, I've got an email, Instagram. I've got a lot of accounts, but I've actually I don't think I'm going to use them. We'll see. I got them. Just in case, but yeah. right now I feel good about just saying Kylie Hodges. <clears throat> anyway, back to the proposal. So you the, can tell me. So the story goes, um, I had, uh, Kylie was. Uh, let's not spend the whole start. podcast telling the story. I know. Okay. <laughs> so I was going to propose. Because that could happen. The plan was, I, uh, I was going to suggest to her that we go to Santa Barbara for the weekend. And, uh. 
and I dropped it like last minute, like fairly last minute, like I think on a Wednesday or Tuesday. Um, I said, hey, why don't we go to Santa Barbara on Saturday? And she had a three hour meditation something ha scheduled and she's like i simply can't i can't go i'm too stressed i'm too stressed i need to meditate <laughs> and so and she was like what but she she asked why are you going to propose and i said just very deadpan yes which she took as sarcasm or joking uh, <laughs> okay, okay. <clears throat> so um so she she went on her thing on Saturday. also my logic was if he really was going to propose he would have Pulled in the troops, aka my friends, to trick me slash convince me to not go to this meditation and make me go to Santa Barbara. So, <clears throat> but I didn't want it hard. to be too obvious because I wanted it to come out of left field. So then, uh, that was Saturday. Sunday, I even said again, like, oh, how about do you want to go on Sunday for the day? We'll just drive up. And still, she was like, no, I have to work. And I was like, all right. So then, plan F at this point. <laughs> Um, she went to work like during the day and she wasn't going to come back until I guess the evening. And so I, we had planned to, um, make this scrapbook of our relationship. We had printed all these pictures and we never got around to it because we printed out so many pictures that it was too overwhelming that we were like, don't scrap. We can't, we can't do this. Just pay chat books to print things for you. So I spent, <laughs> uh, so I spent some time and I just like put all the pictures in order in the scrapbook. You didn't tape them down though. I didn't tape them down because part of me was like, maybe she doesn't like the order or the arrangement. So I'll just leave it temporary. So non-committal for a can... proposal gift. <laughs> and then <she laughs> do it herself. Um, or we can do it together. But anyway, so then I did all this. I went and got flowers and I like dressed up for like a Sunday. I was wearing like a button up shirt and I had everything in place. And then I text her, I'm like, hey, what time are you gonna be home? And she's like, oh, not for like three hours or something. And I was like, oh, and I oh no. And so then I just sat there just like, just getting nervous and sweaty uh, for three hours, uh, just replaying everything I was gonna say in my head <laughs> and all the different outcomes, which at this point I knew were gonna be yes, but you're still nervous. Um, and then, so she like comes home and I tried to like close the blinds so she couldn't see. I, we have this like letter board and I wrote on there that like, I love her. Um, and uh, that, was that was it, just that I love her. And I had it like, like kind of, you could see through the window if you look through, but I didn't close the blinds all the way. And I turned off all the lights except for the light in here. No, all the lights were on. All the this lights. Is, and the blinds were open. Okay. okay. I come home from work. It's like 11 at night. He also called me like three times while I was at work being like, when are you coming home? Which is the most un-Omar thing ever. I am the needy one in the relationship. It's like, I'm a puppy. Come hang out with me. So I was like, what is your deal? I told you I'll be home like after 11 late. I get home and all the blinds are open. All the lights are on. And he's just like standing in the living room, like staring out the window like a goober. And I come inside and he's like, so awkward. He's like, hi, welcome home. And I'm like, hi. And as soon as I saw the letter board and the flowers, I just immediately started crying. I knew it was going down. But he took me over to the kitchen table. He had the scrapbook set up. He walked me through the scrapbook. And on the last page, he had decorated it to say, will you marry me? And I, he gave a beautiful speech that I don't remember. Neither do I. Uh, I blacked out from hysterically crying and then yeah. went 
opened up the ring and I was like holding his hand. I like snotted on him <laughs> and, um, you know, really romantic shit. Right. And, uh, when I like gave him a kiss and a hug after I said, yes, he was so sweaty. His back was like soaked. Aww. And that's that was three hours back. worth of nerves right there. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't manage his own expectations after I told him many times he was going to be home really late. And that's our storybook uh, proposal. Can you show Taylor your ring? Yeah, I, I, I always ask about the ring because I want to know. Okay, so it is so round. It's a bezel setting. It's a bezel setting. Yeah, which if you the setting is like a yeah, like a mill grain. Yeah, all the little notches. Yeah, yep. and then the band is um, just a solid gold. It has kind of like a floral motif on the back. Yeah. It's by the company Duamore. Cool. Yep. I love it. He nailed it. Awesome. And it's are, so perfect. Omar, you picked that out yourself? Um, yeah, I did get some input from, uh, from one of her friends. Um, it's funny, I, when I saw that ring at first, well, so she, we had already gone like ring shopping a couple times and she shared her Pinterest board with me. And to this day, she refuses to acknowledge to accept that her ring board, her Pinterest board is just any shiny metal object. No, there's, if you look at it, you can tell there are There are different cuts. There's opal, there's pear, there's oh. princess, like so many different settings. Yeah. Like just, there's no motif other than <laughs> shiny. There is a description on the Pinterest board where I put, if you don't get me this exact type of ring from Heidi Gibson, I want a gold bezel setting moissanite uh, center stone ring round moissanite. Okay. And that's literally what he got me. But he goes, I had no idea what to get you. I literally left notes in the Pinterest board that said, girls, tell Omar this. And I literally asked her friends and they were like, oh my God, she wants, she likes every type of ring. Nobody reads directions. So that's then, not my problem. So whatever. <laughs> And then I, I found this Duomore website. Um, they're like, uh, they're like a, like a socially conscious business company. Yeah. Like they don't do, uh, uh, they're conflict free diamonds when they do do diamonds, but she wanted moissanite, uh, which is like lab grown. And yeah, tell us about that. What is that? <laughs> moissanite is, um, well, there is actual natural moissanite, but this was a lab created. Moissanite. And basically it is, um, Moissanite, the stone comes from meteors that have crashed Ooh. on earth. <laughs> but, uh, when they recreate them in the lab, they're basically the gemstone that is closest to a diamond. So it's the hardest on the scale. Mm -hmm. Um, and it basically, the reflection is going to make it look dark, but it looks nearly like a diamond, but, um, the reflection can be a little more rainbowy. Like oftentimes when diamonds catch light, it's like a white light reflected back. Mm -hmm. um, and moissanite tends to reflect rainbowy type. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, and what's cool about this company is for every diamond that they sell, they go and build a well. Um, or they put money, I don't know if it's one for one, for but they, they put money, yeah, towards building wells in like um, third world countries generally where people need clean water. Um, so anyway, and I found, I saw that ring and at they first should I, sponsor you guys. <laughs> they should, yeah. Yeah, honestly. they should. Um, Duomore, future sponsor of the wedding dish. 
And <laughs> at first when I saw the ring, I, I honestly didn't, I didn't know how to feel about it. Like I, the, the mill grain setting, the little notches, I wasn't crazy about. And then the basket too, like I, I, I didn't know how to feel about it. But then the more I looked at it, the more I liked it. And then I sent it to one of her friends and she's like, oh, no, that is, that's nice. And so then I just, uh, I just went for it. I bought it and then she liked it. She loved it. And she says it's the perfect ring. So I guess I'll believe her. It is perfect ring. I kind of want to see your Pinterest board. Yeah. Follow me on Pinterest and you can see the similarities and also just read the description <laughs> where it says, this is what I want. <laughs> oh my gosh all right so now we got the fast forward How, when did you get engaged july 1st 2018 okay so now we're fast forwarding two years to 2020 when yeah. you got married tell us about that because i know you had wedding plans and then they changed so what were your original wedding plans our original wedding was supposed to be may 2nd 2020 in tulum mexico and uh, it wasn't your typical destination wedding. Um, it was going to be at Dreams Tulum, which is an all-inclusive resort, um, technically in Playa del Carmen, just outside of Tulum. And um, they have a beautiful little, it's like this color blue above me, um, chapel, Catholic chapel on the resort. And so we were going to have a Catholic ceremony. And then uh, rooftop, cocktail hour um, along the ocean. And then the ceremony was gonna be in this like Mexican plaza area area on the resort um, with like cobblestone. And the whole resort looks very old world colonial mm -hmm. Spanish type, um, like an hacienda. Um, there were a hundred guests confirmed, which is a lot more than a typical destination wedding. And that's pretty much it for the rundown of it, right? It was May 2nd. So then... A little thing happened called the coronavirus. Something or other. But yeah. actually, What's we that? were Tell us out. all about it. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, before, Amer before, before Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson got coronavirus, we were already sweating because... Um, and by the way, I measure coronavirus to be post... Tom Hanks, Rita Wilson, test positive and pre, because I don't think America took it seriously until Tom Hanks got it. Pre Tom and Rita, post Tom and Rita, got yeah. it. Yeah, I believe Kumail Nanjiani calls it uh, post Hanks Wilson, pre Hanks Wilson. Got yeah. it, okay. So pre Hanks Wilson, uh, he has two brothers that are both in the military. One of the, and their wives are both in the army. Um, and so one brother and wife and their kids live in South Korea in Daegu, which is where the outbreak at that time was the worst. Outside of China, it went to South Korea and, and that was exploded. like, yeah. In like February. So we were sweating already because we found out at the beginning of March that there was a travel ban on military members at first it was just korea so we were like great one of his brothers and wife and kids won't be there but then we found out it extends to the whole military so then we were like both brothers and their wives and their million kids because combined they have eight children um 
weren't going to be at our wedding. And that's, we really struggled with where do we draw the line? Because we have a lot of important people in our life. Mm-hmm. And to us, having two siblings and their wives and all their kids not at our wedding was a deal breaker. So we, agree- we decided to postpone. And at the time, the resort was trying to get everybody to agree to postponing by the end of March. You had to like re-sign a contract. Like everybody knew that coronavirus was going to be good, like knew when it would end in March, March 31st of 2020. It's so funny looking back at some of these emails, just how They were like, do like, June, June's yeah, open. We were like, oh, I don't know about June, Maybe it might be a little too early. Yeah, they were really pushing for us to reschedule for June, and I was like, we ended up doing October 30, 30th, thinking that that was going to be safe. And um, Who knows, still could be. There's still a lot yeah, of time. Still hasn't happened yet. As Not, of the date of recording, yeah. it is not October, 2020. Um, but then come early June, I mean, it was really wearing on me just not knowing what life was going to be like in October. And at this point, like my bridesmaids own dresses (laughs) and, uh, you know, like things needed to be in motion because they, they really were in motion. We were two months away from our wedding when we had to postpone all our guests had already paid their rooms. Yeah. So we were like, the only thing that really hadn't happened yet was bridal showers. We even both had a bachelorette and bachelor party. And so with October and the horizon, and yet the border is still closed to this day with Mexico, um, that it just like the anxiety of having a date, but not being confident in that date was really wearing on us. So that is when we decided to cancel it I'd say mid-June was when we decided to cancel the wedding and we scheduled an appointment at the courthouse in Orange County um, because to this day Los Angeles County is still not um, open at the courthouse for weddings so we scheduled a courthouse wedding we like the day before we got married scheduled a photographer and we had our dog with us as our flower girl and Mm -hmm. we had one witness and his wife, and that was it. Now we're married. Literally the our opposite of a hundred person wedding. wedding wow. <laughs> storybook wedding to go with our storybook proposal. Wow. <laughs> but the photos yeah. are freaking amazing. We'll post them. They're so awesome. We love them. I keep yeah. looking. This is where our dog is, by the way. I keep She's looking like in this direction. Floor. She's on the floor sleeping next to us. Yeah, some, she's like sleeping is like her favorite thing. And somehow she was awake the whole day we got married. Yeah. She, she knew it was an important day for mom and dad. She did. Yeah. She was like, I got to stay awake for at least three hours. <laughs> yeah. So did <laughs> get married. Did you honeymoon? We did. Yeah. We went. So um, the courthouse was in uh, Santa Ana, Orange County, which is an hour south of where we live in West Hollywood. And then an additional hour south of Orange County is... I'm sorry. Yeah. Orange County is, um, San Marcos, a very cute little town on a man-made lake just North of San Diego. So we, um, mini mooned there and it is, we got like a lakeside suite and it's like a boutique hotel right on a lake. Lots of people were there to boat and it was 4th of July weekend. Mm -hmm. So all the boats were reserved. uh, Yeah. Everyone had reserved a boat. No one, 
No one Even when us. I told the reservation people we were getting married, apparently they were like, no, we're not going to reserve a boat for the newlyweds. So <laughs> we ended up like finding a gondola service and they like gave us a gondola ride. We brought our dog with us and she like slept on my lap in the gondola. The most and, expensive nap she's ever taken. Yeah. <laughs> we like brought a bottle of champagne and that was actually my favorite part. It yeah, was like I mean, it was sunset. Awesome. It was beautiful weather. We were wine drunk and like talking to the gondola driver. <laughs> and, like, yeah, like, just the two of you and the dog, romantic, yeah. plus some rando. Yeah, yeah, it was a good conversation. Yeah. It was funny. What was his name? What was his name? Uh, Brian. Brian. He's like a USC U student. UCLA. UCLA student. And the, the, the lake is like built along a bunch of houses. So we were like, you know, just strolling past a bunch of There's old like a folks bunch of like, washing like, their like boats. Like cul-de-sacs for boats. Like, and so we would just pull in. By. see, Yeah, wave high at people and then come pull out. Yeah. And just people walk. <laughs> It was nice. It was very low key, even though I'm not a low key person. And I wore a t-shirt that said, I'm the bride. And I wore a fanny pack that said bride on it. Nobody <laughs> noticed or acknowledged it anyway. But every child on the resort found us and was like, can I pet your dog? And I was like, I guess. That's the only attention we got. Do your got mom and dad want to congratulate so. me for being a newlywed? No? Okay, go ahead and pet my dog. <laughs> That's like such a summary of 2020. Like, I literally wore a t-shirt and a fanny pack screaming that I was a bride and nobody gave a shit because this year is a dumpster fire. Nobody has room in their brains. For celebratory things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they only care about puppies. Puppies <laughs> and devastation on the news. <laughs> nothing in between. <laughs> I'm really downplaying the wedding day. It really was um, spectacular. I don't know if you want deets on like our looks or anything, but I'm yeah, happy. we want we want yeah, all Sarah, yes, yeah. 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 Let me dish it up for you. Yeah, um, I wore um, a white jumpsuit that I had actually bought for our rehearsal dinner in Mexico, um, cool. and I was obsessed with it. It kind of looked like a like a pantsuit. It was like a wide leg, high waisted white pant with a top attached that had side cutouts and an open. Uh, deep V back. Oh, love. High neckline. Love. Um, I wore big, like gaudy, tiny pearl covered hoop earrings. And then I ordered a flower crown. And Omar had a matching boutonniere. And I got these Karl Lagerfeld um, open toe white mules with a, like a gold low heel. Love dying. dying. It was like just the right amount of extra. And then I contacted my hairstylist who, um, like two weeks prior, my salon had just opened up and I was like, look, we're getting hitched. Can you do, can you give me a haircut and do my hair on the day of our wedding? And she's like, yes, but, uh, we are not allowed to blow dry right now because of regulations with coronavirus hair dryers blow germs. And so with all the, um, other clients, they've just been like giving complimentary like conditioning masks and sending them on their merry way with wet hair. So she, my um, hairstylist called the owner of the salon and told her what was up. And they actually set up on the rooftop of the salon a little station for me. And my hairstylist wore a mask and a shield 
and there's like an electrical outlet on their roof. And so she blow dried my hair outside um, so that she could, she could do my hair. She gave me a blowout and she like waved my hair. And then I brought the flower crown with me and she placed it on so that it was uh, the right fit. And that, that made me feel so special. Like people, when we started making plans, they were like, yes, let's do it. Let, let's make this happen. So that was like, to me, bridal treatment for <laughs> in coronavirus days. <laughs> And then, after, and then after the ceremony, uh, the witness that we had, he's a friend of mine from college. Uh, he and his wife were there, but she wasn't allowed in, so she was outside. And also Mocha wasn't allowed in, our dog. So she watched Mocha, and then Phil was our witness. And then afterwards, we went and did an hour photo shoot with our photographer. And while we were doing that, Phil and Aggie went and got us food. And then they set up a little picnic area on the lawn of the courthouse. We had a little mini reception just the five of us phil aggie kylie myself and mocha and then we just sat in the shade ate some tacos and uh and relished the feeling of marital bliss it was really sweet they had gotten us a little piece of cake so we did like a little we fed each Aww. other a bite of cake we had some drinks it was and then we had our family on zoom and that was it was special the yeah. lady who officiated at the courthouse was not had special. an attitude, so that was not special. But <laughs> everything else <laughs> was special. special. <laughs> I think just government employees in general have attitudes, so the bar was already low for her, but she managed to lower it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We're almost out of out of time, but I I think both of us would love to know if you had like one quick tip for anybody who has to cancel or postpone their wedding and do like a courthouse wedding unexpectedly do you have anything that like you would you would say to those people who are going through what you went through do you want to say one i, um, you think it I guess uh if if you're uh unlucky to be in the situ same situation you have to cancel and then just go to the courthouse um i just try to make the courthouse wedding special like at first we were just kind of like We'll just do it. We'll just get it over with. We'll be married. And that way she can put me on her insurance. But then like leading up to it, we're like, no, this is, let's just make it like a wedding. Yeah. Like we'll just, we'll dress up. She went and got her hair done and flower crown and everything. And we like made it uh, more special. We weren't even going to tell people other than like our parents. And then we ended up telling like, like not, every, not all of our guests, but like a, you know, a larger circle of uh friends and family than we initially intended to because we were like, this is a special day. We do want to share it with some people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say, um, you know, when we were planning the big wedding, I really struggled with um, managing my own expectations of other people. And, uh, you know, we had a massive bridal party of eight women and eight men. And I got too caught up. I got very caught up in um, like what I envisioned our wedding to be and whenever one little thing went wrong, I think I was just like caught in the, the bridal like vision that the bridal industry creates for you. And I blame myself for looking at Beholden's Instagram account way too much every day. But uh, it took me to have to cancel my wedding and get married at the courthouse with Almar to realize that I actually like we planned everything like the week of and it was perfect. And I realized the thing that I cared about the most was just being married. So really the focus 
should always just be brought back to, can you marry your person? And that's it. Uh, no, so romantic. I love really, that. Because napkin rings don't give a fuck about <laughs> marriage. Sorry. Nor will they be important 20 years it, during now, your marriage years from now. Yeah. yeah. Don't register for napkin rings either. You'll never use them. And you can still have beautiful photos, even if your wedding doesn't look exactly the way that you yeah. think it should. Our courthouse was under construction and was like boarded up because of the protests. And you wouldn't even know. The photos are gorgeous. Yeah. They're amazing. She, she did a great it. job. She actually got there early. So while we were inside getting married, she kind of scouted the area and like looked for, you know, use her artist side to find some cute locales. Yeah. And investing in a photographer was worth it, even if it was a courthouse wedding. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially looking at those photos, not just from being a photographer myself. Um, I'm really excited for Taylor to see them. I actually put your Instagram handle in the chat box so that oh. she can look at them. Um, I was I thought she might do it while we were on the podcast, but she's too professional. She'll look after. <laughs> you can also um, find me on Facebook, and I have the full album up on there if you want. Kylie Hodges on Facebook. Anybody listening, you can find me on Facebook. I'm public. Yeah, yeah and she's on Facebook. <laughs> She's at Kylie Hodges on, um, on Instagram and Taylor, um, where can our listeners find you? Oh, um, on Instagram, I'm at TM Griffey. Um, and that's probably the best place to find me. And I actually had some bridal portraits done recently. So those are on there, although I'm not married yet, but, um, similar thing I would say, like David and I have been talking about, Oh, what do we have to can't because our destination our wedding is also destination although in the u.s but uh, we've been having those hard conversations too about what do we do do we keep it do we not and i'm glad that you said if you think you're going to need to cancel to just try and make whatever it ends up being as special as possible because that's kind of where we landed too was like it is about the marriage and i'm not going to postpone the marriage so if the wedding can't happen then we're just going to do the best that we can with what we got. I'm going to wear my dress. He's going to wear his suit and we're going to have yummy food and cake and pictures. And it's going to be great. So I love that. I love that advice. Yeah. Yeah. Best of well, luck to you. Yeah. Thanks. And thanks to both of you for joining us on the wedding dish. And thanks to you listener for tuning in. We're brought to you over full service radio, which is again, normally at the line hotel in Washington, DC, but we are chatting remotely today with our dear friends on the West Coast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Wedding Dish on your preferred podcast listening platform. And I want to thank Taylor, our guest co-host today, also um, for being here as both a wedding professional and a bride-to-be. Um, it's been, it's always so lovely to have you. And um, in case anyone is interested in inclusivity in general languaging, she, I just downloaded her freebie from her website and it's amazing, super easy to read, um, really easy to implement and very approachable. So um, I highly recommend looking at that for all the people out there, not just wedding professionals, especially in our current climate. Um, 
And next week, we're going to be dishing with Banner Day Films CEO, Tara Garwood, who is going to walk our wedding professionals through best practices for marketing videos, which is super exciting, among many other things. And she's going to offer advice to um, couples who are getting married or deciding whether or not they might want a videographer at their wedding um, or elopement or whatever the day looks like. Um, so that'll be super helpful for all of you out there. And don't forget to send us your silver linings, um, wedding day stories, kind of like what Kylie and Omar just shared here. Um, because, you know, there are so many silver linings. There's so much good out there, even during the pandemic. And if you want to see photos of those silver linings, I suggest you follow The Wedding Dish on Instagram, which is at The Wedding Dish Podcast. You can see all of those gorgeous pics of Kylie and Omar's wedding. Um, and thank you again so much for listening. We're on, on The Wedding Dish where we talk about all things wedding, whether it's inspiration, planning, business, all of the above. Thanks so much, everybody. Kylie and Omar. I'm sure I will continue to talk to you, Taylor, same. And everyone, thanks for tuning in. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Cheers.